Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your host, two-time world champion, Andy Groneman and friends, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, where we up your barbecue game with tips and tricks from all the legends in the barbecue world. I'm your host, Andy G, along with executive producer T-Bone, an American Royal Grand Champion, Todd Johns. What do you think, Todd? I think that's a pretty good intro. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. Hey, well, oh, how was your Halloween? My Halloween was wonderful. Yeah. I was Rip Wheeler. <laughs> or, yes, you were. Yes, I was. And you looked good. Uh, uh, I, for those of us who don't know... Yellowstone. Oh, don't watch it. Oh my god. Taylor Sheridan, Yellowstone. Rip Wheeler is John Dutton, who is the ranch owner of the Yellowstone. It's his fixer, his ranch lead. So if you need me to take you to the train station, you just let me know. (laughs) Well, I I did not dress up. I ended up uh just handing out uh, full-size candy bars to the kids and fireball shots <laughs> to, the to, the, to the parents yeah yeah so they're coming back next year nice probably without the kids but well, that's good that's good. yeah but i can't believe it's that season already it is uh it is upon us the it holiday is. season is here oh holiday season yes we're already w- past we're already past i was Halloween. talking about mcrib season <laughs> i thought you were talking about shots <laughs> i yeah, i, I was talking about mcrib season because because oh, this beautiful spread that t-bone has put out for us i mean extra pickles yeah extra yeah, slivered yeah. onions yes it is mcrib season thank you i T-bone. thought they were just overcooked ribs with no bones Mm, that's if you're lucky that would be the upgrade that'd be the mcrib deluxe yes that's <laughs> it's it's the time of year where everybody's going to start posting videos of them making their own that's right McRibs, McRibs, right? yeah well we've got a great returning guest today. oh my gosh we do you can see all of his recipes and content at the sauce he runs the blog for all things barbecue and puts out tons of content tom jackson is joining us today and check out his instagram at chef tom jackson or you can head on over to atbbq.com and go straight to the homepage recipe links for the latest content you can also sign up for their insider newsletter where he shares lots of recipes and tips and then in our fourth segment we're going to talk about turkey. Well, I know, it's that season, too. That's the season I was thinking yes. of. I am already it is that on. season, too. We've gotten through the candy, and now it's you know turkey yeah. month. We it's, are going to talk turkey for the next few weeks. It's great. It's the month of gravy on everything. That's right. <laughs> you can't beat that. And you got so. some turkey classes coming up. Yeah, yeah. Turkey classes coming yeah. up over at Proud Souls, and uh, we there will be stuffing waffles. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, Those are always good. Uh, so you might go check out stuffing waffles on the interwebs. That's yep. my favorite thing to do uh, when it comes to uh, holiday cooking because you get to maximize the crispy edges that you like on the stuffing and all the nooks and crannies that stay crispy from a waffle iron to put the gravy in. Yeah, and so you, you love the nooks and crannies and the yes. uh, the crispy edges. So you, you are always about the nooks and crannies. That is a hundred percent true. Well, I don't know. You know, I think it is probably t- 
It's what are, wait a minute. I got. I'm, I'm getting some serious side eye from T Bone over here. I don't no, know. T Bone's lost yeah. control. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we Never probably, mind. We should move on. We should move on. We probably need to get a uh, hear from a from a listener, huh? That's right. Listener so questions. It's time then Ask for Andy. the Ask Andy segment, which is brought to you this month by Smoke on Wheels Kansas City Bootleg Barbecue Sauce. Which, of course, you can get at All Things Barbecue over at atbbq.com. And don't forget, if we use your question on the show, you will get a Barbecue Radio Network t-shirt lovingly folded and packaged by T-Bone himself. Yes, sir. Yep. And, and I'll throw some stickers the in there. <laughs> All right. What he do you puts got? the lipstick on the collar, too, for you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for us, T-Bone? Okay. This is from Liz, who's in Hillsdale, Oregon. When using rubs... How much pressure should you use when applying it? I love this question because it's taken for granted. You guys take it for granted. So that is a great question. And I believe the underlying assumption there is that you need to rub Rub. the meat in when you use a seasoning on it. I mean, that, Um, that, you know, seems reasonable. If if you're using a rub, there should be some rubbing involved. So... What I would suggest is that you don't necessarily have to rub it into the meat, uh, but you do want to get great contact with that protein surface. So usually you're going to want to use some kind of a binder because cold meat and rub don't get along. Uh, You need to have something to help that rub start to adhere to the meat. And then ideally you've got some salt in there because that salt is going to start to react. It will draw the moisture to the surface. And then once that is there, it's going to liquefy that salt and ionize it. And then it'll get drawn back into the meat through osmosis and diffusion. So you're actually that you want to let the the rub hit the surface of the meat, get good contact, and then let it do its own thing. And it will work its way into the meat through osmosis. Yeah, I'm I'm going to agree and disagree, which we don't typically disagree on stuff. But I'm going to agree and disagree. You, you don't need to rub it in. Um uh, I would say it, it should have been called a pat, not a rub. Yes. Because you just want to get that rub to make contact with the surface. And we've talked about this before. You know, what's in that shaker of rub? Well, it's salt and sugar, but it's other dehydrated things typically, like dehydrated onion and garlic and peppers, paprika. Yep, absolutely. So what you're doing is you're you're rehydrating some of that stuff. And some of it is, is going to be water soluble. Some of it's not. Black pepper's not. But you're going to be rehydrating that. So at the point where the rub no longer looks granular and um, it, it no longer looks gritty, then you're at a, at a right time where everything's hydrated well enough. It's pulled moisture out. The part I'm going to disagree on is I don't, I'm not pro binder. Now I'm not anti binder. I just don't I prefer not to use it and just let the natural juices, let the salt and the sugar draw those juices out to hydrate everything. Yeah, and it just depends on how much time you have, really. And that's it's true, a, too. It's yeah. a factor of time. If I've yeah. got time to let that sit, and the colder the meat is, the slower it is to react. Correct. Um, so if it's something like a pork butt that I'm not necessarily going to leave on the counter, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and put a binder on it so I can get yeah. it back in the fridge. But yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. So uh, let's talk about that binder a little bit more. Um, how, how much should the layer of binder be? And I understand mustard. Well, I'm very, always a fan of Trapper Keepers, but 
Never mind. <laughs> Gosh, I didn't I even get it. I got it. Oh, okay. Everything no, you're so, saying is flying over my head. Man, it's a three ring in here. It's a three ring. <laughs> yes. Yes. And he missed that one, too. So yeah, it's missing all right. them all today, it's Todd. Sorry. We're over here with the brilliant zingers. Hey, I have medical issues. <laughs> all right. So the uh, binder can be anything. I typically use something that has a little bit of acidity to it, like a mustard, just because it's going to help open up the pores of the meat and get it going. But you can use olive oil. You can use vinegar. You can use But anything. you're not going to end up with mustard flavor. No. Not really, no. Mm-mm. But, you know, one of the one of the cool binders that um, that I've used and, and one of the best prime ribs I ever had, they used uh, sriracha as the binder. Oh, yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was great. That yeah. was a really – and it, it did leave just enough of that residual chili flavor. Not a ton of heat. Yep, and a bit of that lemongrass and yeah, – Yeah, it was really – really great i remember that that was awesome so so for the binder you can use whatever you want but i want to go back to what todd mentioned which is it's not really a rub it's a pat Mm -hmm. so you know and i said you want to have good contact so you don't have to rub it in but you want to make sure that the rub is actually contacting the surface of the meat the other key is you don't want to have too much or you get a paste kind Mm -hmm. of on the surface of the meat that isn't great it's not going to help form the bark that you want so just make sure you don't over rub. Uh, if you were doing a like a brisket, I'd say probably about a half a cup mm-hmm. for the whole brisket is, is It is fine. easy to cake it on and then you do get a paste. Yeah, yep. that's a good point, Andy. Well, you know, I appreciate the question, Liz. We will get a shirt headed your way to Hillsdale. And next segment, we are going to be talking with Chef Tom Jackson. He's chef, instructor, social media influencer. We're going to dig into some great holiday flavors and techniques. Check out all his content at thesauce.atbbq.com or follow him on Instagram with the handle at Chef Tom Jackson. Coming up, it's Chef Tom right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Hey, dude, don't go away, man. Come on, this affects all of us, man. Our basic freedom. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. You have a better recipe for when you grill. Better ingredients, better cuts of meat, and because you're using a grill from Holstein Manufacturing, well, a better grill. You take grilling seriously, and at Holstein Manufacturing, we make a serious grill. Find your new grill now at HolsteinMFG.com. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. Holstein Manufacturing, we build a grill. Welcome back to the award-winning Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Andy G, along with our executive producer, T-Bone, and my co-host, the Plowboys Barbecue owner extraordinaire, Todd Johns. And we've got a new returning guest this week. Okay, not a returning guest. Tom Jackson isn't here. Oh, what? Well, we thought Tom was going to be here, but... Remember how we were talking about that producer guy, that T-Bone guy? He's got this confusion thing going on with his new meds. And Is that so, what he's calling it now, meds? Meds, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> street meds. Bo- he took the label off the bottle of brown stuff. I don't know. I, I don't know what I it is. I guess you could call it medicine. I- he said it was oregano. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so, so so no Chef Tom. So, so no Chef Tom. But oh, this we makes have, me sad. It, it's, it's almost as good. We've got a poultry winner. Okay. A world champion, a junior world champion. Oh, my goodness. She's been cooking for over a decade. All right. So... so 
you know, has come and taught classes with yours truly. She could probably teach you a thing or two, I bet. Oh, probably. She'll tell you she can. <laughs> so our, our guest is actually going to be another poultry award winner, and that would be Kaylin Groneman of Reckless and Brave Barbecue. That's my daughter. Yeah. My 22-year-old, who has begged to be on the show, by the way. And I was like, no, we're not. You're not going to be on the show. And then guess what? We called her yeah, and said, well, you're ready to be on and talk turkey? She's, she's <laughs> So just, welcome to the show, Kaylin. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> so we are talking turkey tonight and talking Thanksgiving flavors and recipes in general. And as we were just looking back, you know, Todd and I were sitting here going, gosh, who should we call? This was a, you know, a, a tough screw up on old T-Bone's part. So <laughs> who do we call? And we're like thinking about, oh, well, who's won chicken recently or who's done this or that? And we we're like, you know. We know somebody that's won a uh, chicken category. We know somebody that is good at eating Thanksgiving dinners. So, <laughs> and, busting up, that. and busting up on Andy, which we like doing too. So, so I do love So, doing let's that. talk about Thanksgiving and give me like your top three favorite Thanksgiving meals. Obviously, smoked turkey is probably number one. Spatchcock it, get those really nice flavors on them. I like apple flavoring my turkey. What I'm what else? Like we've had some cool Thanksgiving dinners that you usually are like raving about. So I know. Um, I really like when we did all of the seafood. I loved when we yes. um, we did lobster. We had crab cakes. We did scallop tacos with some mango chutney on it. And then probably my favorite though is when we did. Uh, the Louisiana down home Thanksgiving. That would be your favorite. Yeah. We had a two uh, That was really, really good, but I like simple dishes. So when we did our soup Thanksgiving, that was my, di- oh. that was my favorite when we had all of our different soups. Yeah. So it felt very homey. So we typically, we use the Thanksgiving holiday to do some a lot of times, like, try out a different menu and just throw everything down and have a, a really home style, everybody serve yourself up and, and go kind of a dinner. And, and a lot of times, we're the wayward home for whoever's in town or, or whatever. So sometimes we have out-of-town guests. Sometimes we had, you know, college kids or friends over. Uh, I'm usually there to help put a puzzle together yeah, with well, Kaylin. Yeah. yeah, you were there yep. uh, last yep. year, as a matter last of couple fact. couple years. Yeah, so, I mean, it's... Thanksgiving at our house is always really just about, you know, that friendship and family and, and comfort. So it's it's interesting that you said that your favorite, you're even thinking about all the different ones, still like a turkey with some apple seasoning and stuff is really kind of your jam. Um, but when we do that, like talk a little bit about the process on the turkey. So what we'll do first is trim it up. Then we uh, spatchcock it, which is taking out the backbone so that it lays flat and can cook evenly all the way through um we also we use well it kind of depends on what you're feeling we'll sometimes inject it sometimes we'll just marinate it um pick out whatever flavorings we want for that year like i said i really like apple um which means i'll put like apple wood chips when we're smoking it uh and then go from there it kind of just depends on what the family's feeling that that year yeah i think we did a uh i think it was apple cider and pecan was what we injected yeah. with 
and then we did a pecan rub on the outside. That's probably my favorite favorite bird that we did. So, Kaylin, when you're yeah. when you're spatchcocking, are you doing that right on the grill, or are you doing like the spatchcock where you put it on like a bed of dressing and let all of the dressing absorb all that, like in an uh, aluminum pan or roasting pan or something like that? Um, sometimes I'll do both depending on what I'm wanting. If I want it to really get those flavors of whatever I have in the pan first, I'll let it smoke like that for a little while. And then I'll put it on the grill to get those, um, grill marks on it and the flavor from the char on the bottom of it. So you're using the grill to actually cook some of that fat and create some flavor. I wonder where she learned Oh yeah, that, definitely. Like, I don't know. Fine. I think I learned it. I think I learned it from Todd. Oh yeah. That's what I was going to say. Probably. <laughs> oh yeah. See, I knew that was going to happen. I knew I was going to get uh, railroaded on that. Deal. Uh, and here I was going to talk about some of your championships, but I guess we don't need to talk about that. No, we, you yeah, can we talk do. about all of those. Oh, we can we talk can. about all of those. Well, I, so Kalen, what, so let you kick this off. So, uh, uh, let's put the junior world championship to kind of toward the end. But aside from that, what was what was one of your best competition barbecue uh, memories? Whether it was a win or just an experience, what was one of your favorites as you um, and the other ladies were doing reckless and brave barbecue? Um, what comes to mind is not winning at all. It's the camaraderie of all the other teams, the teams that watched my sister and I grow up literally our entire lives to when we had our own team um, and being included in the good luck shot. Ours obviously was not alcohol, but people running over and handing us apple cider for the 1030 good luck shot down at Osage is probably one of the memories that sticks out the most. Yeah. It was kind of the rite of passage. Yeah. 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 What and for me, what's interesting though is is you kind of see, you guys, ha- because you were uh, related to us, you actually had to hold up even more in terms of when you were competing. So you had to stay away from us, do your own thing, so that uh, there was no signs of impropriety. So you two girls were really on your own in an easy up where we were in our trailer doing our thing. You guys were out in the wind under an easy up at, at Osage. That particular year was was super we were, windy. Yeah. Um, and everybody knows I don't listen to you when I cook anyways. So. Yeah, right? That is uh, that that is kind of a, or a theme. Or in life or just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Monday that is night. kind of a theme. So anyway, uh, you guys have – you guys cooked a lot of contests there for just a little bit in that window and kind of like 2011, 12, 13, 14, you cooked a few times. Um, my favorite was, was when you won chicken at, at the kosher queue. And we'll talk about that a little bit in the next segment when we get into some of the uh, things that we want to do there. But of course we are talking with Kaylin Groneman, uh, my daughter, barbecuer uh competitive cook with reckless and brave barbecue and we are going to come back and talk a little bit more with kaylin about some holiday recipes that she likes we're going to hit on some of the other things that she's done to win poultry coming up next kaylin right here on barbecue radio network you ain't too big for me to give you a licking
Barbecue Radio Network is heard on radio stations from Hawaii to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionetwork.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network with executive producer T-Bone, Yardbird Maven, Todd Johns, and I'm Andy G. And we are back talking with Kalen Groneman in lieu of Chef Tom. Uh, you know, well, it is what it is. Yeah, well, <laughs> Chef who? Wow, Chef who? Chef like who? I mean, this is second. great. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just poking at T-Bone over here. Uh, so we are talking turkey and chicken and all kinds of fun holiday dishes but we were just starting to get into your kind of competition accolades a little bit and and we were talking off air and i said my favorite win for you was the chicken at the kosher queue and it's because of of how tough that type of a contest is to cook so talk a little bit real quickly just about kosher queue in general and what how that went. And for everybody that's listening, just as a quick overview, kosher barbecue contests uh, have popped up around the country, but essentially you have to cook everything in a kosher fashion. So your cooker has been cashered, your ingredients are all kosher, uh, and you're following yeah, uh, all the rules. Yeah, yeah. kosher protocols. So, yeah. um, for example, you're not lighting your own pit if you are not uh, kosher and keeping kosher, you would have to have the rabbi come and light your pit. There's all kinds of interesting yep. rules and regulations that you had to follow. Cer- yeah, to cook certain the things. Obviously, no pork could have been cooked in that cooker at any time. It, you know, just lots of those rules. It's a for me, and I know Kalen's second, but I, I got to vend and help them. Um, at kosher Q one year and we did we had to do everything kosher it was one of the most interesting experiences in barbecue because it just is not my life so it was just very very interesting yeah and, and we'd gotten to know mendel siegel over the years oh yeah uh and he was the rabbinical supervisor in kansas city mm-hmm. uh and just did a phenomenal job of putting this event together but uh they invited uh, my daughter daughters at the time to come cook the contest because they they're were still starting, your daughters they're still my daughters. <laughs> but invited them to come only cook when the he claims event. us yeah only when i claim them invited them to come cook the event because they were starting to cook against adults as tweens yeah, that's right uh so anyway right. kayla explain a little bit about your cooking process that you had to go through for that for that chicken entry i i think i learned a lot honestly being in the kosher queue um a lot of the times i'll butter bath my chicken um i wasn't allowed to do that um anytime our pit went out because it was windy uh we had to get it relit we had to wait um all of the teams got all of the meat at the same time so we weren't able to like trim beforehand or the night before i remember that we got our chicken pretty early that morning of turn-in so it was a lot less um we had a lot less time to prep everything that we needed and obviously we cooked beef ribs um, instead of pork ribs. There was no pork. Um, I think the biggest thing I took away from it was learning someone else's culture was super interesting. And um, doing that as a very early teenager, I don't even, I don't even think I was 15 yet. Um, 
it makes you think about the ways you cook um, and how you have to cook things beforehand. I walked into it being naive, thinking I was just going to do my thing, what I usually do. I was not it at all. Um, and I'm grateful for those experiences now as a cook, because if I need to, I can switch up whatever I need to, to get it done. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. cool. All right. So let's now talk about your junior world championship and how old were you when you won the junior world? Was that in 2012? It was in 2012. I was 11. I actually wasn't even supposed to be able to cook that uh, contest. I was not old enough. The entry level was, or entry age was 12. I wrote a letter to the organizer and said, Hey, you should really let me do this. And he did. Um, So let's, let me add a little bit of color to that. So the organizer of this event, Dimitri Feld, who's an amazing guy, by the way, uh, is, one of the USA Luge team's training directors. Yeah, this was at Lake Placid. Yeah, so this contest yes. was held in the speed skating oval at Lake Placid, like where we beat the Ruskies, you know, and all of the crazy cool stuff going on. It was, I mean, we were right in the middle of all that history. USA, but USA. <laughs> but he he tries to keep everything very Olympic, right? You have credentials. There's a podium. There's all of the rules. So essentially, we submitted a letter to the committee. And Kaylin sent this letter and, and, and lobbied the committee to allow her to cook the the Junior World Championship. And, of course, they took that under advisement and took that very seriously and sent her a formal letter back. It was a very cool process. It was. It was indeed. Um, I had to cook four categories. Um, no one over the age of 18 was allowed to help me. So I had... My sister and one of our other barbecue friends um, helped me. Uh, I ended up winning over all of the other competitors, most of which were 16 plus. Um, I won a a scholarship to a culinary school up in um, northern New York. Uh, I won some money. I got some really cool plaques from it that I still have. Um, But it was kind of... That's probably one of my proudest accolades, obviously, junior world champion in barbecue at 11 years old. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to do it if I didn't have Todd. Thank you, Todd. Yeah, you're you welcome, so buddy. much. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how much uh, you're getting paid under the table there, kid, but I'm, I'm revoking the gas card. I, <laughs> I don't know about this. Yeah, that was really cool. I mean, what a cool experience. I remember... <clears throat> you know, being back here in Kansas City and seeing the pictures as you guys were doing all that, it was really cool. That was pretty awesome. And you've gotten to meet some cool people because of that. Like at the Kosher Q, who was one of the judges that came through? And I met Simon Madunjar. Yeah, Simon Madunjar came through and took an interest in you guys because he did. you were the youngest ones there. And he actually gave a little bit of mentoring and uh, just really phenomenal uh Support. It was a very cool experience. And now, like, watching him on, like, <laughs> our TV yeah. shows, I'm like, oh, my God, toward me. Yeah, that's but pretty he's awesome. the sweetest. So, now, I want to get back to, to some Thanksgiving here for a minute. So, you've probably got about a minute, maybe a minute and a half. Give me your favorite side dish or dessert that you like to make and bring now that you're an adult and bring bring food to the table. Um, I make a apple 
dump cake sort of thing. Um, I'll take a uh, Granny Smith apples, chop them up, put nutmeg, cinnamon, sugar, um, sometimes clove, ground up clove in it. Um, let that marinate in it for a little while, really get those flavors into those apples, lay it out in an aluminum uh, pan, do white cake mix over the top, and then I will make like a streusel topping to go over it to get that crunch with it and then eat it with cinnamon ice cream. So you that double top favorite. it. Wait a minute. Hold on. You double uh-huh. top. So, mm-hmm. you know, we and I, you probably, I know you've cooked dump cakes with Todd and I because we have both done that on camping trips and whatever. Yeah. And it's always the cake mix over the top with a little, a little butter. butter. Yeah. But the streusel topping on top of the dump cake top, that's like a double top. It's a double top. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, a double top. That's almost out of bounds. That is, should that be legal? Can you do that? Do In they Kalen's world, everything's legal. It's all good. <laughs> that's true. Yes. <laughs> so how all of my friends have loved it. So well, there you go. So that's you all cook matters. that in the pit. What temperature are you cooking that at? And how long? Mm-hmm. Like three fifty for an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. I three fifty for sure. Um, I kind of just watch the top. I don't really time it. Honestly, I've cooked it so much throughout the years, just dumb cake in general, that I just look at the top. Um, once it gets that really pretty golden brown color over the whole thing, um, and the butter is completely melted down, and it has just a, the tiniest little bit of crisp on the top, that's usually when I take it off. Nice, nice. That's what we look for, and I'll be expecting that here in just a few weeks. And, <laughs> and so I will, will be, Todd, and I'll be coming over too with a puzzle. Yeah, because yeah, Todd will be there yes. too. So <laughs> don't forget, uh, you can check out Tom Jackson at the sauce.atbbq.com and, and check out some of his videos for some of his desserts that are coming up. And coming up next, Todd and I are going to talk turkey. I want to thank Kalen for being here right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Check out Barbecue Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. You have a better recipe for when you grill. Better ingredients, better cuts of meat, and because you're using a grill from Holstein Manufacturing, well, a better grill. You take grilling seriously, and at Holstein Manufacturing, we make a serious grill. Find your new grill now at HolsteinMFG.com. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. Holstein Manufacturing, we build the grill. Welcome back to Todd and Andy here on Barbecue Radio Network. This segment is brought to you by Holstein Manufacturing. Check them out at HolsteinMFG.com. They have NSF certified cookers and grills and, of course, my favorite corn roasters. And don't forget their mobile event and catering rigs. Check them out at HolsteinMFG.com. And, you know, <laughs> even though we didn't have Tom on, it was kind of cool to have Kalen on. Yeah. It makes you think about what we do for the holidays and and the recipes that we like to cook and kind of how that stuff flows and yep and nice, nice having a little family in the studio that's right coming that's up right. on holidays and everything and um you know <laughs> i've known kaylin since she was what five yeah and you know i've traveled on barbecue trips with her and and your family and and you with mine and so i know there's way more to her story than <laughs> than got told right like yep. she's taught classes she's yeah. not only is she cooks against adults 
she's taught adult barbecue classes and you yeah. know the kid's 22 years old and <laughs> you know it's it's awesome but that's what growing up barbecue is that's is right just you know it's that's just right. part of you what we do it. it's part of your language and you live yeah. the food it is it is part of your language like yeah. she said i just she's, oh i turned it and just did this instead because i right. could use this other technique right and and i like the, the part i loved is i like this or i like doing it that way you know it's like she owns she's not just mimicking a recipe she's discovering what she likes to do as a chef as a cook yeah um and carrying that forward so yeah really cool cool, man well we're gonna move on now and we're gonna talk turkey here in a little bit but before we do that it's time for our all things barbecue product spotlight and heading into the holidays i feel like this is one of the best times of the year for, for like ATBBQ.com because there are so many cool gadgets, seasonings, brines, marinades, buckets, like the whole yeah. nine yards. Yeah. What I mean, what do you got that uh, you think we need to fire well, up? It is, it is kind of hard to just like narrow in on one thing when it comes to the holidays because like you said, there's there's injectors and there's brine buckets and there's rubs and marinades and, and injectables and all these things. So... I just kind of uh, am throwing in the kitchen sink here. So on all things, well, first of all, well, I'd like a new, I'd like one of those big double wide farmhouse kitchen sinks if you're bringing one. You know, okay. I'm, well, all right. Anyway, this is my segment. Um, so, <laughs> so, but first I want to, I want to um, remind everybody that all things barbecue is doing their holiday giveaway. Um, it's $10,000 worth of barbecue accessories from fuels to grills to everything in between sauces and rubs, um, up to $10,000 is their, uh, or $10,000 is the purse and they're giving three, uh, three sets of product away, away, um, in October, November, December. So October just, just finished. You have two more chances to win. All you have to do is enter in once, go to all things, barbecue, atbbq.com, find their holiday, uh, giveaway and enter yourself once. And you are in for all the drawings. You have two more chances to win. Nice. It's really awesome. So also on all things, barbecue, they just launched their Turkey guide, and it's right on the homepage, take you right to the turkey guide. And it sets you up with all of the different kind of turkey kits where you've got different rubs, different seasonings, different uh, brines, uh, turkey bath. Uh, and then it'll go into accessories and the things you might need, um, like the brine buckets we talked about. So um, essential tools is what they call it. Um, uh Poultry shears, if you want to do the spatchcock, um, and good set of shears, good set of shears. So, um, all things barbecue, atbbq.com, the turkey holiday turkey guide. It even has videos by Chef Tom for every kind of thing you're going to do with that turkey from spatchcocking it, um, a lot of different recipes. The honey chipotle smoked looks really amazing. So, I've cooked that one, that is amazing, and then. He does a Texas style. He has the Texas style video here too, and that that is a I think a little more recent video that he's done that is phenomenal. Uh, and then like the old classic herb roasted turkey, and mm-hmm. I think there's a turkey roulade video from when he and I were doing classes mm-hmm. down there. Uh, so just, he'll go from like whole birds. He'll do videos on whole birds, turkey breasts, um, and. 
yeah, the classic holiday turkey. Um, he has videos on how to carve, um, how to do turkey stock, how to make, make gravy. gravy. Yeah. So the the holiday guide on all things barbecue is really great content and a lot of good suggestions. Really, you just follow that page and you got a you got a yeah, holiday you can find, set. Find everything you need to get in trouble for sure. Yeah, for sure. So so. Um, you know, Andy, what are what are your favorite ways of of you know doing turkey? I know we talked about some non traditional holiday things with Kalen, like your soup, and um, but if you were just going to do turkey and be, it doesn't have to be a traditional turkey, but I so I my two favorite ways to do it, and one of them is going to sound, and I I typically tell people not to do it this way because it's it's more dangerous, but I like a good fried turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a Cajun injection that my Uncle Tom and, and Aunt Kay came up with years and years and years ago, uh, and and it's super thick. You have to have a heavy gauge, uh, open-ended needle, like a big honking needle to get it into the bird. You can't use anything small, uh, and it just creates – it's a Cajun uh, flavor profile, so it's got lots of peppers and stuff in it. Phenomenal flavor in the bird, and you get that crispy exterior skin – uh, but frying a bird is a pain in the butt. So, <laughs> And it doesn't yield very well either. No. And if you're going to do one, you need to do like 20 because yeah. once you've got the oil going and all of that. So what we would typically do, it became a thing with dad and Tom's and Bobby's barbecue team was for the holidays. If you came and donated a turkey, yep. then you would bring a second turkey and they would fry the one for you to take home with you and of course you could come have a beer tell some stories mm-hmm. you know make a little merry between uh during to kind of kick off the holiday season and so you'd take a fried one home and then they would take the other one that you brought and that got donated mm-hmm. to cross lines or whoever yep. was in need that year and they would donate lots and lots of turkeys and then match and do all that stuff yep. but, so we would fry turkeys doing that and that was always kind of my favorite turkey but i like to make a turkey roulade yep. where you take the the turkey and pull it off the bone uh wrap it with some prosciutto get some of my marinade on it and then wrap it in the turkey skin and roast it mm-hmm. and then just slice that yep. as a roulade it's amazing i've had that at your house yes um yeah the the um the fried turkey i forgot about that that the hody does would do that that's where i got the idea years later i would do the um you know get a turkey give a turkey yeah where you know i would I would cook turkeys for folks for free, but the deal was you then had to bring me, you had to bring me two turkeys, one for you and the other one I was going to cook as well, but you had to find a place for that. Someone who needed a turkey. And and I picked up that um, idea from, from uh, your dad and Bobby and your uncle. Um, I did a turducken one year and it turned out great, but man, is that a crap ton of work? It was a crap ton of work, but it was fun. I'm trying to remember if you were there at the Polar Swine the year we... We weren't there the year we did a turducken. No, I wasn't there the first year. So we did a turducken that year, and it was negative 12 degrees outside. <laughs> like, the water was freezing on your table, and they actually shut the water off to the park because they didn't want to blow the lines in the park. Because it was the first of February. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we are literally on this. Yeah. On, on, at Eisenhower State Park in Blackjack Park. Because uh, we're idiots, apparently. Yeah. What What else are you going to do in February besides go cook? Right. So the thing when but you make a, a turducken, when you do amazing. a turducken, 
you forget that there is a ton of food that then has to get eaten throughout like the next month. Yeah. It's like family of four. Let's make a 120 pound turducken or something. So. Yeah, that is it is so. And, and by the time you debone everything and then get it all back together with the stuffing and everything in it. Yeah, it is like a 30 pound affair. Yeah. And uh, you can't eat a lot of it because it's so rich. So, yeah, it yep. lasts for quite a so while. I, I never have gotten to do a lot of, uh, you know, special turkeys like that because I was always doing, you know, 75, 100 turkeys to the restaurants. And I did a lot of, you know, charity cooking during the holidays. So a lot of times it was. Well, your catering was huge for holidays. Yeah. So I never really have done a whole lot of like special at home turkeys, but now I get to. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're bringing a turkey. I'll bring a turkey, yeah. All right, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. I may get out of all the cooking for Thanksgiving this year. Well, we want to thank Kaylin Groneman for being on the show and talking about her reckless and brave barbecue days. Uh, and, of course, if you want to check out all of the crazy videos and the great stuff about all the holiday cooking options, you can go over to the sauce.atbbq.com or go over to the All Things Barbecue YouTube channel. And don't forget to head on over there and pick up some Smoke on Wheels Kansas City bootleg sauce. Thank you all for joining us this week. Next week, it's Childs Cridlin with more turkey tips here on Barbecue Radio Network. Every Barbecue Radio Network show is archived and available through your favorite podcast platform each and every Thursday. Barbecue Radio Network is heard on radio stations from Hawaii to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionetwork.com.